the Comedy Forecast Network. Let's dog ear this for now. This is Comedy Forecast, episode 739, Batter Days, Chapter 7. Brought to you by the Comedy Forecast patrons on Patreon.com. Thank you. Please consider joining Barry, Amy, Chuck, and the other fine, upstanding individuals who support the show for as little as a dollar a month. This year's original 31-chapter story is called Batter Days. To hear it from the beginning, just go to Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number 4, dot com slash 2022. Now, here's Chapter 7, Powerful Problems. Previously in our story, Buzz Scoop Crackerjack Thomas had a disagreement with the new editor-in-chief of the Middling Fair Courier Times, Roman Bold Italic. Buzz insisted that there must be something headline-worthy going on inside the underground artist's community known as the Tunnels. Now, Buzz's very job depends on finding such a story. As this chapter begins, it is early morning on what will be another bright, sunny day in Middling Fair. But we cannot linger on the grass. We're headed back underground, into the tunnels. Buzz is walking up to the makeshift desk of the tunnel entrance, only to get an unpleasant surprise. Great meanderings of Walt Mossberg! It can't be! Danny Hillcrest here. And who are you? Hillcrest? It's me, Buzz Scoop Cracker Jack Thomas, ace investigative field reporter for the Middling Fair Courier Times Roman Bold Italic. Ah, uh, I mean, private citizen. Nothing to see here, Buzz Thomas. Wow, I must say the two of you look so much alike. I heard that anyone can set up a studio in this place for free. I thought I would uh, set up a sort of uh, radio station for the tunnels. You know, by the tunnels, for the tunnels, all that. It's just for a hobby, so stop asking so many questions. I love it. Great. Where do I go? Maybe the Channel Tunnel in Brexit, France? No, no, no. I mean here. Oh, I wish I could assistingly help you, Clone Buzz, but we don't have any studios available. We fillingly occupied the last one yesterday. But you don't understand, which is not a shock to anyone. I need to set up this studio. Uh, Not that my job depends on it. And I already asked you to stop asking all those questions. That's it. I want out of here. How am I supposed to write my epic post-apocalyptic mutant hunting love poems in this place? Everyone in here is so, so positive. I want no part of it. It's... Stinks! I am living! I'll never darken this story! Can you go, Brow? Thank you, ghosts of newspapers past! What was that, Private Buzz? Oh, nothing! Are you sure there are no studios available? Nope! None except that one that just opened up ten seconds ago. Hey, would you like that one? Perfect! All right! It's Studio 254. Ooh, it's super nice, too. It has a giant big window that faces right out onto the Underdome. Underdome? That's our name for the largely huge round middle area in the tunnels. We turned it into a cool Renaissance Fair marketplace. Huzzah! I can ignore that. How do I get there? Easy. You just walk a few miles down this main tunnel. Miles? Or you can wait for Princess. 
That old converted 1976 Tiara Mega Coach Triaxel school bus? The one Calamity got from the Pentagon when he ordered an assault vehicle? That princess? Hillcrest? Sorry, I zoned out there for a second. Backstory, am I right? Anyway, the bus is now codingly programmed to go from here, down the main tunnel, through the Underdome, through another tunnel, and end up at Cindy's office, which is also the library. Then it turns around and comes back, through that corridor, through the Underdome, through the other corridor. I get the idea! Oh, sorry, exposition makes me cranky. You must hear a lot of it. Anyway, here she comes now. And you're in luck. Old Man Spooner is riding on the flatbed trailer. Old Man Spooner? Yeah, him and his dog Cuddles ridingly travel back and forth all day long on that trailer that he attached to Princess. Wonderful. I'll be sure to interview him when I run out of anything else to do. Meanwhile, during breakfast in the inmates' cafeteria at S&H Greenstamp's prison... Hold on. Now it's the Studebaker Automobile State Penitentiary. Disgraced former Little Wicker Baskets executive Brax Higgins is attempting to eat his meal in relative peace and quiet, away from his cellmate, Bad Note Billy. Finally, a break from that incessant singing. How can one man sound like an entire pack of howler monkeys? And his hygiene. (laughs) What treat do we have on the menu this morning? Ah, yes, drab and a dirty spoon. Time to break out the towel. Rex! Brax, where are you, Rumi? By all that is sane, not again. Maybe if I don't move, the creature won't be able to see me. Oh, there you are. Didn't you hear me calling you, Rumi? If I didn't know better, I would think that you were trying to avoid me. But that can't be true, can it? Of course not, Billy. That is good. I was just worried because once I had a roomie who didn't like my singing. Can you believe it? Of course, he's gone now, but they never did find the body. Hey, look, I snuck you an extra piece of, uh, murky. Thank you, Billy, but I was hoping to just sit here and have a relaxing meal. Oh, I get the picture. You don't have to tell me eight or nine times. Thank you, Billy. I did not have a chance to prepare a song for your mealtime enjoyment, but I can make one up. No problem. No, that is not what I meant. Listen up good, everyone. My friend Brax Higgins has requested that I sing a song so he can have a nice, quiet meal. No, I I didn't ask him to. So shut up. That is better. This goes out to you, Brax, my new old roomie. Mealtime is the bestest time. How does he manage to make a song less appealing than this slop? You eat a meal with hands instead of eat meat with feet. 
As morning rolls on, Detective Hart enters the tunnels through a hatch not far from the Venus Arms Hotel and Tower. Oh, the hotel! Does that mean Gaz and I get a scene to do? No, Cap, not right now. Dang it! We'll make it happen soon! Giles isn't getting any younger, you know! The hatch, known only to a select few, provides direct access to the library in the tunnels. Cindy has asked to meet with Detective Hart in an attempt to figure out where the waffle batter sphere is hidden. Time is of the essence, as Mayor Rory has given Cindy a deadline to put an end to the power and water problems the spheres are causing. Like, we have to figure out where the badger people put the sphere. Now that's a sentence that might seem a bit ridiculous, if it wasn't for just one thing. Like, what's that? It's on this show. Just then, the door to the library swings open and Buzz stumbles in. Great portals of Pauline Fredrickson! How is an ace investigative reporter supposed to eavesdrop when these doors open so easily? Were you spying on us, Thomas? Poppycock, I say! An investigative journalist doesn't spy. They inconspicuously listen. Detectives stoop to spying. And what exactly is that supposed to mean? Like, everyone be cool. I have to, like, stay focused. Come on in, Buzz. Maybe you can help. Yes, there's a rumor going around that you were discussing the newsworthy power and water issues plaguing Middling Fair. Where did you hear that rumor? I was listening at the door, remember? Like, that makes sense. It does? And, like, we have to figure out how to make it stop. It's like ruining everything. I'll say. I remember how it ruined a recent case of mine. I had invited the key suspect in my latest case to my office last night for a little chat. Detective Hart. That's two A's, two T's. Spell it right. Say it right. Uh... Yes. Uh, What in the world makes you think I'm the murderer? It's so simple, even I can figure it out. The deceased was known to be a sucker for getting his palm read every Thursday night. And you just happen to be a palmist. So? There must be half a dozen of us in this town. That's true. But the victim was left-handed. And as anyone knows, any oracle worth their salt won't do a reading for a left-handed client on a Thursday night. That is, except for you and one other crystal gazer here in Middling Fair. Then why am I your only suspect? The other one is the victim. Crap! Okay, you got me, Hart. What's happening? Another power cut! Aha! Not now. Perfect. I can disappear without a trace. Where did I put those candles? I just need to find that bus ticket. First, I need to find the magic. Let's see. Poison. Gun. Blackjack. Oh, here it is. Only my phone had a flash. Augusta, Georgia will be the perfect place to hide. Oh, I sure hope my Aunt Amelia still lives at 2237 Pond Street, area code 70655. So close. But now I'll never find her. 
Like, that's why we need to figure out where the waffle batter sphere is. Romeo said it could, like, control the other spheres and take them to the next level. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, yeah. I know one thing that will help. Some idea of what we're doing. What clues do you have? Like, none. That figures. Hold on a New York-style pizza Friday minute. I think I may have something. What information does Buzz have? Can he even be trusted? And will Bad Note Billy ever sing on key? For possible answers, be sure to come back for Chapter 8. Let's make a deal. In this episode, the part of Cindy was played by Bonnie Kenderdine. The disgruntled artist was played by John Bell from the Bells in the Batfree podcast, thebatfree.com. Old Man Spooner was played by Chuck Tomasi from the Technorama podcast, chuckchat.com slash technorama, and the Topic is Trek podcast, thetopicistrek.com. The Woman Suspect was played by Madison Hatfield. And the narrator was played by Gary J. Chambers. Gary J. Chambers, VO.com. Additional voices, as well as story and music, by Clinton Alvord. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. And remember, to hear the story from the beginning, just go to Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four, dot com slash 2022. But for now, that's it. We're done, 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 done. Bye-bye.